Welcome to the podcast, Episode 9, Supporting Youth Leaving Care with the Organizational Role. The podcast is a weekly series that brings evidence-informed child welfare practice to life by highlighting literature reviews from the Particle Archive. I'm your host, Matt Hollinson. This podcast highlights the ways in which organizations can work to successfully support young people aging out of the child welfare system. The Importance of Supporting Youth Leaving Care The importance of paying specific attention to young people aging out of the child welfare system is based on the system's obligation to provide for the needs of young people who are aging out of the child welfare system. Young people transitioning out of the care system are arguably one of the most vulnerable groups in our society, and some of the key challenges they face relate to 1. Education 2. Relationships 3. Housing, 4. Stigma, and 5. Grief and loss. It is generally accepted that the following measures are required in order to improve outcomes for young people leaving care. Providing a more gradual and flexible transition from care. Creating more specialized aftercare supports. Aiming to give youth support that any other peer would expect from a parent. Maintaining links with family members and or community supports. And actively involving young people in the leaving care planning and decision-making processes. A framework for organizations supporting youth leaving care. The following section suggests ideas for building a framework for developing an organizational approach to support a young people transitioning out of the care system. Flexibility. Support should be planned and negotiated with young people while at the same time being proactive. For example, not just responding to crises, flexible and being able to respond to the diversity and variety of young people's needs. The length of follow-up support should be driven by need and based on levels of maturity and skill development rather than just age. This is in keeping with the need to recognize the new life stage of emerging adulthood and the importance of continued availability of a safety net to which young people can return over a considerable amount of time, something that is not currently available to most young people leaving care. For example, in New South Wales, Australia, The Aftercare Resource Centre acts as a resource and advocacy service for young people leaving care or for young people who have left care between the ages of 15 and 25. By offering the service to youth up to age 25, the program reflects the importance of providing support for youth transitioning out of care that is driven by need and provided on the basis of skill development rather than on age alone. Comprehensive Responses Across a Youth's Life Course Research has shown that child welfare work is frequently based on what may be described as an entrance perspective. That is, the focus is often on what happens at the beginning of the work when the initial telephone call is received. It has been argued that the basis for child welfare work could well be positioned to focus on the child exiting from care right from the beginning of an intervention. 
Child welfare practice is inevitably structured by policies, processes, and legislations, and it is at this level that this issue must be addressed. As a starting point, incorporating an exit approach into practice may be achieved through engaging young people with the goal of enabling them to handle everyday challenges through focusing on their strengths and coping strategies. Improving outcomes for young people leaving care will require more comprehensive responses across the life course, including Improving outcomes for young people leaving care will require more comprehensive responses across their life courses, including Early intervention and family support The provision of better quality care through stability and continuity in an effort to make up for traumatic or challenging pre-care experiences. Provision of assistance to overcome the educational challenges associated with being a youth in care. Provision of ongoing support to those young people who need it, especially those with mental health challenges and complex needs. Anti-oppressive and inclusive practice. The importance of additional disadvantages facing specific groups of young people leaving care because of their status or identity characteristics cannot be understated. Throughout Canada, it is necessary to tackle regional inequities that exist in relation to access to transition services for foster youth. These services can contribute to social integration, a reduction in criminal behaviors, and the elimination of victimization among youth. For example, in New South Wales, Australia, three leaving care services for metropolitan and surrounding areas were contracted to introduce a statewide Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander service in order to provide adequate service to youth leaving care from these communities. Provide opportunities for practice and rehearsal for life after care. Greater preparation for the reality of life after care may be more fully integrated into young people's care plans. Preparation for adulthood must be viewed as a fundamental component of the care experience. Social experimentation should be encouraged and young people should be allowed to put the abilities and knowledge they gain throughout their time with the child welfare organization into practice. There are significant benefits for young people's learning and development to be gained from involving young people in the decisions of their everyday life. For example, through choices related to food, clothing, or decorations for their rooms. All of these choices may be incorporated into practitioner and caregiver contact with young people, encouraging young people to rehearse what they may do in worrisome situations, and providing support to both undertake new tasks and to address mistakes is an important element in preparation for their future independence. For example, planning, discussing, and role-playing with the youth what they might do if they lost their keys to their apartment, or how they might deal with a leaking pipe in their home may go some way to preparing them for the reality of these situations, should they occur. Practical Considerations When Supporting Youth Leaving Care Education The child welfare system is not designed for children to bounce between schools at any time during the school year and still be able to fit in with both the students and the lesson plans. Addressing the unique educational needs of youth in care during their stay in state care and in their transition out of it will help to give these youths the skill they need in adulthood. It has been argued that additional educational counseling and tutoring should be the cornerstone of any service provided to prepare young people for transitioning out of care. For example, providing one-on-one -on -one tutoring, supplemental educational resources, and extra teaching support to youth that addresses their specific educational needs with the aims of enhancing their educational achievements. Young people in care must be able to identify themselves as people who can learn as early as possible. 
Legislation in the United States enables states to give post-secondary educational and training vouchers of up to $5,000 for young people likely to experience difficulty during the transition to adulthood. Young people participating in the voucher program on their 21st birthday may remain eligible until they reach 23 years of age, with the stipulation that they are enrolled in a post-secondary education or training program and that they are making satisfactory progress towards completion of that program. With the current rate of young people continuing on to post-secondary education at relatively low, the financial burden of such an endeavor is lessened with such vouchers and can serve as an incentive to complete high school. Given the lack of legislation on this topic in Canada, organizations may explore financial supports to enable youth to pursue higher education or training. This could include tuition waivers, scholarships, grants, or the conversion of student loans to grants for youth in care. Examples of funding opportunities for youth leaving care Ontario. The University of Toronto's Transitional Year Program assists many youths who have been in care by offering a one-year program to assist them in developing the skills and attitudes needed to succeed in a university environment. Alberta. The Advancing Futures Bursary Program is for youth who were in care for a minimum of 18 months and who are between the ages of 16 and 22 years old. The bursary provides for tuitions, books, school expenses, and living expenses for youth who meet these entrance requirements. Canada-wide The Canada Learning Bond is designed to help low-income families, including children in care, with the cost of post-secondary education. Housing The transient lifestyle of moving from placement to placement can impact on a young person's life by way of education disruptions, loss of significant relationships, and not having a sense of belonging. Young people transitioning out of care and into their own accommodation may not be fully equipped to face the challenges this will bring, as this transition may happen at a much younger age than for their peers who are not in care. Provision of training apartments for young people transitioning out of care, in which they can practice their skills before moving out into more independent accommodations, have been found to increase positive outcomes among young people leaving care. Additionally, having an awareness of the importance of place, lived experience, and relationships with significant adults involved in young people's care cannot be overlooked. For example, being mindful of the importance placed on having lived in a certain placement, among certain significant people, and the personal relationships that a young person may have developed. Awareness of the importance of such people and places provides for the possibility that they may be incorporated into a young person's post-care accommodation in terms of location, proximity to supports, and proximity to significant people. A unique approach to the issue of placement stability in housing has been developed in Australia. The Special Youth Career Program limits placements to one youth and one caregiver per home, and the home is not to be owned by the caregiver. If a breakdown in the youth-caregiver relationship should occur that cannot be successfully mediated, the caregiver is replaced. There is no time limit to the program, and on reaching age 18, the youth may have the option of remaining in the home and assuming legal responsibility for tenancy. Financial Support The issue of financial support raises questions regarding what level of support is both necessary and reasonable to ensure the full participation of youth and how the support provided by the child welfare system can be coordinated with other available programs. It is important to establish policies regarding the reasonable level of contribution the young people themselves are expected to make through paid employment, volunteer work, and the assumption of longer-term debt such as student loans. An inclusive financial support foundation should also be designed so that it is flexible and supports the overall objective of facilitating a successful transition to adulthood. In Ontario, 
A young person who is in permanent or customary care may receive support from the child welfare system until they turn 21 years old through the Extended Care and Maintenance Program. The ECM provides financial assistance and support to young people living independently after they turn 18. While this three-year extension is of course a step in the right direction, it has been argued that many youth leaving care may need more time and support to address the challenges that may not be resolved by the age of 21. Over the past 20 years, many have advocated for the extension of the ECM up to a young person's 25th birthday. It is believed that this would go a long way to improving young person's outcomes in the long term. Many young people outside of the child welfare system are taking considerably longer to attain independence, with some remaining in their family home until their late 20s. In light of these developments, we must ask why youth who grow up as the province's children and who have faced significantly more challenges in their lives than their peers should be expected to be able to make it on their own once they turn 18 or 21. The Office of the Provincial Advocate for Children and Youth, along with the Ontario Association of Children's Aid Societies, Youth Can, and the Task Force on Modernizing Income Security for Working Age Adults have all called for the eligible age of ECM to be extended up to the age of 25. They maintain that as a result, youth would be better equipped to finish high school, pursue post-secondary education, and acquire the skills they need to live independently and successfully as young adults. Relationships Relationships with others can play a significant role in supporting and comforting us over the course of our lives, and this is something that everyone should be entitled to. However, for many young people in care, these relationships can be damaged or ended prematurely. In light of this, the impact that existing policies and procedures may have on a young person's relationships and experiences transitioning from care must be considered. Research has found that police checks, which had to be carried out before young people could visit friends' houses, often cause delays leading to uncertainty. This in turn creates annoyance and anxiety, and it also served to continually remind people of their feelings of difference. This raises issues regarding the corporate parenting debate and questions the necessity of these policies and procedures that can make young people feel as though their sense of normality has been taken away. Interventions must be developed and created without subscribing exclusively to protection, rehabilitation, or risk management, and without inhibiting the development of competencies through experimentation, which is essential in the transition to adulthood. Engagement and Inclusion Strategies The value of collaboration and partnerships, both with other agencies and young people, cannot be overstated when striving to support young people transitioning out of care. For youth to develop interdependence, programs must be created within a network of services and include interdisciplinary approaches and the voices of young people themselves. Youth Advisory Boards Using the voice of children and youth in active decision-making affects that individual's self-esteem both in their present and later life, including his or her future capacity to handle various life situations. Having a voice is crucial for the development and empowerment of young people. Involving youth as partners, for example on youth advisory boards, has been found to result in numerous benefits to youth, the adults who work with them, and the systems that provide services and develop policies. Increased voluntary program participation and improved communication and relationships between youth and social services staff are among the positive results being demonstrated through stronger partnerships with youth. When considering implementation of a youth advisory board, care must be taken to ensure that board members are representative of the diversity of youth in care and that the recruiting process results in a board that reflects the demographics of the youth served by the agency in terms of culture, gender, urban and rural experiences, 
and experience with the range of programs and services offered by the agency, including foster homes, group homes, residential treatment centers, and adoption. Essential to a successful youth advisory board is access to decision makers within and outside the agency. Key leaders of child welfare agencies should meet regularly with the youth advisory board to elicit feedback on issues and initiatives and to hear from the youth about concerns and suggestions they may have. When seeking to involve young people on youth advisory boards, or indeed in any advisory capacity, it is important to consider the impact on the youth's education and employment goals. Careful consideration must be given to ensure that mutual benefits are derived and that youth are not taken advantage of while being engaged in system reforms. Compensation should be provided to youth who are participating in activities designed to improve the child welfare system. They should be treated as young consultants and provided emotional support, career advancement opportunities, and monetary compensation. It is the responsibility of child welfare professionals to ensure that youth are utilized without being used. The embracing of young people as partners, not only in individual case planning, but also in the development, implementation, and evaluation of policies, programs, and services, has resulted in tremendous gains for the profession as well as young people. It is also an essential component of the concept currently referred to as positive youth development. Mentors The inclusion of mentoring programs in the support services to young people transitioning out of care is another valuable resource. Research shows that young people value the advice they receive from mentors during their transition to independence. They perceive that mentors can help them with important practical advice on subjects such as education, finding work, relationship problems, and confidence. Crucial to this being a positive experience is the importance of being well-matched to mentors, having greater flexibility within the relationship, and fewer time restrictions. Social media Social media is a great tool that can enable young people, both in care and transitioning out of care, to keep in touch with family, friends, and significant adults in their lives. It also has the potential to be a useful resource for young people, providing information on health, mental health, their rights, and links to online communities. From an organizational perspective, it is important to consider and be aware of the need to educate young people through training about how to feel comfortable using social media and what risks and benefits it presents. Ensuring that such trainings are fun for youth is critical, however, as is involving youth in the process of developing and providing this training. A positive youth development approach. Regardless of the strategies that are used by an organization to provide supportive services to young people, coming from a positive youth development approach is certainly a good starting point. This approach is underlined by seven primary themes. One, an inherent belief in the worth of young people. Two, the importance of cultural heritage. Three, the importance of young people being able to exercise control over their lives. Four, a holistic perspective of assets and needs. Five, a belief that young people have innate capacities. Six, community responsibility for youth development. And seven, a long-term commitment to youth. State agencies have legal responsibility for youth in their care, and thus real power, which may conflict with youth empowerment strategies. From the perspective of young people, the agency's power over their own lives may make them reluctant to participate in other youth development activities. 
Efforts may be made to overcome these challenges by ensuring that this issue is approached using elements in the framework previously mentioned and by involving youth in processes and decisions by using engagement and inclusion strategies. Three key summary points. One, organizations should aim to give young people transitioning from care the support that any other peer would expect from a parent. Two, an organizational framework for supporting young people transitioning from care should include a flexible, anti-oppressive, and inclusive approach that provides comprehensive responses across and throughout a youth's life, while at the same time providing opportunities for practice and rehearsal for life after care. And three, by engaging and including young people in organizational planning and development, organizations provide powerful learning and development opportunities to youth, which will likely enhance the overall service they provide. You've been listening to the Parkcast, Episode 9, Supporting Youth Leaving Care, The Organizational Role. The Parkcast is produced by Practice and Research Together, a membership-based organization that promotes the understanding and use of evidence-informed practice at all levels of the child welfare system. For more information about this episode's topic, the Parkcast, or Practice and Research Together, please visit www.parkcanada.org. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at PartEIP. That's P-A-R-T-E-I-P. Thanks for listening.